Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guys Without Helmets. So last week, we started off by talking about the AFC and all the many, many, many changes that happened. We went team by team all the way through the entire conference. This week is no different. This week, however, we have a special guest. Ryan Riggs is joining us. Good friend. How's it feel to be on, on here with us? It feels great, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Hey, we love it. Ryan's a resident uh, football junkie, so who better to talk football than Ryan? So let's jump right in. Caleb, we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys, the the highly criticized uh, Dallas Cowboys, just because we're going down the East. They are the defending uh, NFC East champions. What have they done different this year? We, last year we said, did they do well or did they did they do bad or, or is it a push for what they've changed? Let's talk about some changes in Dallas. Yeah, last year we talked about it a lot last year and we saw it with Micah Parsons and the rest of their people they drafted. They drafted pretty well. Early picks, really, this year. I think they drafted okay. First round they got Tyler Smith, offensive lineman. Linderbaum was there, who's arguably one of the best linemen in the draft. He's a center. Um, and Sam Williams, defensive end. And then Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver. Out of Southern Alabama, is that where he's from? Yeah, yeah, small school, kind of a sleeper, I guess. He, luckily for him, he's going to be starting because of all the injuries Dallas has. But I think they did pretty good in this draft. Filled in a lot of spots, and he did some depth at wide receiver because they did lose Cedric Wilson and Amari mm-hmm. Cooper in mm-hmm. the off season. So, yeah, what about there? We talked about what they've gained. Some major losses. You said Amari Cooper, Cedric. Uh, they also lost Blake, uh, Blake Jarwin, uh, Leo Collins went to the Bengals. Randy Gregory uh, went to the Broncos. What else uh, did you notice about this team in the offseason, Josh? Yeah, you just said Randy Gregory. Sam Williams, Caleb also said from the draft, second-round mm-hmm. pick. Y'all are adding a lot of speed to your pass rush. I think he was the most athletic edge rusher from the entire draft. You're in a 4-4-6. Four, four, uh, he's the top athlete for the position. You saw all preseason when he played, at least getting uh, to the quarterback very quickly. So hopefully if he starts, that's a great replacement for Randy Gregory, who was kind of at the peak of his age at least, 30 years old, 31. Right. Yeah, I think the problems with the Cowboys this year is just going to be their O-line. I think they're going to really struggle this year. Yeah, I mean, it is concerning that, that uh, we already have some injuries on the O-line with the big horses there. Yeah, but. Um, Tyron obviously has a torn hamstring, mm-hmm. came off the bone, I think closest yeah. to the knee or whatnot. So that's a little bit longer. He should be back in December. But we did see during the preseason, I believe the O-line had 35 penalties called against them in the three games. So not looking really good so far. We know that <laughs> was the problem last year. Tyler Smith also coming in was highly uh, flagged in college for the same thing. So... If he's starting left tackle, hopefully that's a little bit better. It's a new position for him, but we should see him maybe landing there on left tackle this year. All right, let's see if we agree or disagree. So did Dallas upgrade, downgrade, or is it a push? Uh, I think it's a push. You think it's a push, even though you said that we brought in some young talent? Yeah, we lost Randall Gregory. We filled him with the defensive end. We lost some receivers. Amari Cooper's a big one and got Jalen Tolbert. So it's a push. I say we. Yeah, I'm speaking French. I think it's a big loss. I don't think Jalen Tolbert is an upgrade from Amari Cooper at all. I think that is a big downgrade, to be honest. Josh? Yeah, I'm going to say it's a slight downgrade because I think they did replace the positions, obviously, with Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert for Amari Cooper, and then obviously Willetsko and Tyler Smith, the offensive line. But uh, I think Tyron Smith adds a lot to this, so we really get to mm-hmm. see what these rookies are going to do. But I think it's 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 close to a push, but it's not an upgrade for me. It's a downgrade. Yeah, I I, I think it's a push. I, I think I think we... We covered some holes. I'm not going to pretend that our receiving core without Amari Cooper is better, but it's different, and we're elevating 88 to number one, and we're moving some other guys in. Guys like Simi, I think, have the capability to step up, so I think there's some damage to be done there. Yeah, we get to see if this is still going to remain as a top three passing offense. Indeed. Not a lot has really changed. We're going to see a lot more balls thrown to Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb as the focal points. As the receiving weapons, at least, we're going to see a lot more Tony Pollard in the receiving game mm-hmm. as well. So hopefully the yards can remain up there. We can get some good play out of Dak. Maybe he'll be mobile this year once again because he wasn't really coming off that ankle injury. Well, Caleb, you mentioned the uh, tight end situation. have a couple talented tight ends, but we stole a tight end late that was pretty productive in preseason. Do you think he's going to look to be maybe a replacement if we choose to move on from any tight ends next year? Uh, I think Dallas signed Schultz. I think he's going to be very good. He was good last year, as mm-hmm. we saw. A lot of receptions. I think Ferguson's pretty good, but he's ranked number 49. I don't know if that's going to be a good tight end number to wear. <laughs> yeah. But he was pretty good after the catch in the preseason, which is encouraging. Yeah. Ferguson's 48. Pey- Peyton Hendershot's 49. 48, yeah. Hend- Hendershot was really good. We highlighted him after the combine. He was He's a very athletic, very productive tight end for, I believe, Indiana. Yeah. He was an undrafted free agent, and he came in and immediately was playing as the tight end, too, on the team. So he might even jump Ferguson on this roster undrafted guy. 
Yeah, we'll see. A lot of questions in Dallas. I yeah, it's a push for me. All right, let's talk about the New York Football Giants. They've been through it with their between draft picks and and front office decisions. They're moving on. Lost a ton. This is another long list. I'm not going to waste a lot of time. Josh, what are some additions that potentially will make the New York Giants a better football team? Yeah, the additions obviously from the draft. They got a bunch of quality first round picks out of Kayvon Thibodeau, arguably the number one pick overall. If you looked back one year before at the college season. He still went top five. Then Evan Neal, they got as a right tackle to pair with Andrew Thomas. We saw him really uh, improve his game in his second year. He was the first tackle taken in the year prior. So they really solidified this offensive line. They also added Dan Bellinger. He's wearing 45. He's going to be playing full full back slash running or tight end for Mm -hmm. this team. So he should be productive there as they did cut Kyle Rudolph. They were paying him a lot of money for some reason the prior GM and stuff like that. So right. they got a lot of quality op- uh, options on the offensive line and tight end. Lost Ingram and Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, the receiving tight end position isn't going to be an improvement, but hopefully we'll see actual production from Kenny Galladay and his $20 million salary. Yeah, I think the I think the Giants are. <laughs> they definitely made some upgrades, but it can't be much worse than last year, that's for sure. So yeah. um, I, think, I think they're going to be better than last year, but I think they're still going to be a pretty bad football team. I think they got some work to do. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. I think they'll find that out this year. I think next year, hopefully, they address quarterback in the draft. Who plays but, with him? Who's who's even there? I mean, what, Mike Glennon's gone. Uh, not Tyrod. that's a big, but yeah, Tyrod just hurt his back. We don't know the extent of that yet. Yeah, yeah, it could be a couple weeks on IR. But I think, yeah, they need to address quarterback for sure next year. <laughs> yeah. If Daniel Jones, I think this will be Daniel Jones' best season, which isn't saying a lot because I think his best season was like twenty-five touchdowns or something. Wasn't that impressive? He, he's always struggled with fumbles, and this is the best O line he's going to have, arguably. So if he's not better this year, then he's going to be gone. Yeah, and I think this Giants team really just took all of those contracts that the prior uh, staff had, and they just kept them, like Kenny Galladay, Leonard Williams. They couldn't really get rid of those guys. Blake Martinez is pretty cheap in consideration for what he can do, but he is older. They're kind of mid-rebuild, so if Daniel Jones doesn't work out, they'll obviously get a new quarterback in the next draft. And Saquon Barkley is up for a contract after this year as well. So they have a ton of new receiving weapons with Kadarius Toney. Uh, Darius Slayton's probably going to be traded, but Wandale Robinson they drafted in the second round. They got him very high in this draft. So they have a lot of new guys to rebuild around if it doesn't work out this year, if Daniel Jones doesn't improve with Dayball. And they'll probably be moving on from these bigger-name veterans like a Blake Martinez in the next year. What's the future look like for their number one running back? For Saquon? Yeah. It depends how good this team is. I think. <laughs> I mean, he's been with this bad team ever since really Eli Manning his first year. He was very productive then, obviously led the league, 2,000 yards of scrimmage. Um if they're not productive again, I will see. We'll see how good his patience is with this team. It is going to be a rebuild, so I think he'll probably be on his way out. Yeah, I would agree. Lots of work to do. Again, I'm not going to go down this list, but they've let a lot of people go. Let's talk about Philly. I'm super optimistic. Now, being a Cowboys fan, that would sound weird to, to Philly fans. Super optimistic. They didn't lose a ton uh, of players. Uh, I know they made some shifts, but more importantly, I think they've just got better at the wide receiver position. Quarterback seems to be an area that they're strong. Ryan, what do you think when you think about the Philadelphia Eagles? How do they do this year versus last year? No, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm pretty optimistic for the uh, Eagles this year, too. I think A.J. Brown's a huge uh, addition to their team. I think he's going to bring a lot. Uh, I hope Jalen Hurts takes another step this year. I'm optimistic, cautiously. <laughs> uh, he was pretty bad last year as a, as a uh, real-life quarterback. I know for fantasy, you put up some stats, that's for sure. But um, I, think, I think this year, I think he's got a team around him. So... I think if uh, Devonta Smith and, and Dallas Goddard and AJ Brown are all healthy, I think that's going to be. I think they're going to be a solid team. Yeah, one of the thing that worries me. One of the things that worry me about um, the Eagles is their running back position. Miles Sanders has been banged up basically every year, and it doesn't seem like they really like him that much. They're not committing to him. They still have <laughs> right. Boston Scott lingering around. They, they got Kennedy Brooks off free agents. Who's I don't know how he's a free agent. Right. He's a really good runner, and he I believe he's the highest paid free agent running back ever. Four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars guaranteed. Um, but they're draft, they drafted okay. I think they reached on their first pick with Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. They drafted decently, and Kobe Dean fell to him in the third round, which is a great pick. I think overall, I think they pushed in the draft. They upgraded in the offseason with A.J. Brown, obviously. Yeah, I think for me, obviously, a one-for-one first-round pick for a proven <laughs> player like A.J. Brown doesn't make any sense. But yeah. we know the issue there was the contract. I think he wanted about $5 million a year more than right. the Titans were willing to pay. Titans don't have a ton of money to push around, so that's obviously the biggest reason. Uh, they got a lot of depth on the offensive line. They have uh, Cam Jurgens as well as Landon Dickerson and Jason Kelsey. They can all play guard. They can all play center. Kelsey's the center right now, obviously. But And they did add a lot of speed on the defensive position. You start about saying Jordan Davis. 
He's the most athletic defensive tackle to ever test at the combine. Uh, we don't know. He barely played. He played like forty percent of the games in college, and obviously that's a they were a loaded roster. But we also know that he has had a problem with being tired when the game uh, continued. So we'll see what happens there. He's a kind of a riskier guy, but he's a very high upside player, as we know. Uh, they add a lot of depth. They add a lot of speed. I think they upgraded. If you're asking me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree. Um, let's take a consensus. We didn't. Let's go back to the Giants when we're done. I forgot to ask you up or down. Philly upgrade for Josh Ryan. Upgrade for sure. Pushing the draft, but upgrade because of the offseason trades. Since we skipped the Giants, upgrade, downgrade, or push? Push. I would say push too. Yeah. Uh, I would say upgrade. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, let's move down to the last one: the Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders. I got to say it. Over and over and over because I still default. Lost a bunch of players. Not sure that they lost a ton of talent, however. And more importantly, they added what they think is their quarterback of the future. Which one? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Carson Wentz. Oh, I want to talk about their draft. Let's talk about the draft. First round, Jahan Dotson. Really good receiver from Penn State. I really like him. He's going to be their number two starting out. Should be good for him, getting the snaps really early. He didn't play much preseason because he was a starter already. Um, they got Brian Robinson in the third round, looking to be in the committee. However, that shapes out. <laughs> right. I know he got robbed, potentially robbed. But he got shot, and he's going to miss a couple weeks. Was what it looks like right now. He went to the facility today, in good spirits. So that's good for him. And then they got Sam Howell in the fifth round from UNC. I think that's their future. He he looked very yeah, good in preseason. I, I think he's in a, a year or two. He could be their starter. I really like it. And one of the picks I really like is Cole Turner from Nevada, tight end. I think it's really good for them, especially with Logan Thomas being their starter and being an old, washed-up quarterback. Switch to tight end. He's a good tight end, but I think yeah. that they need some some depth there. I really like what they did in the draft. Yeah, for me, I'm going to say a push. I think they added a lot of people that are going to be in the league for depth. If you're looking at or Phil Darian uh, Mathis, I know he's from Alabama. He's a solid depth piece on the defensive line. Chris Paul, not the point guard, uh, <laughs> is a left guard, actually. He is a good depth piece as well. Caleb covered Jahan Dotson and Cole Turner, Sam Howell, Brian Robinson. We all know these names if you watch college football. They're all solid players. We don't know what the quarterback position is going to look like going forward, but Sam Howell has looked good. Potentially first or second best quarterback throughout the whole preseason uh, with Skylar Thompson. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a push. I didn't really add anybody that's really going to do anything crazy other than potentially Jahan Dotson and obviously the quarterback situation. So I like their draft. I just don't know if it made them a ton better on Sunday. Yeah, Ryan, what do you think? This is your team. You know more about them than maybe anybody. Are you optimistic that they've made some changes that are good, or how are you feeling? Uh, man, I think I think we're probably going to be in a similar situation we were last year. I think Carson Wentz is better. He's definitely an upgrade. He's probably the best quarterback we've had in the last couple of years, uh, a long time. Uh, so, And we got him pretty free. We got him pretty cheap. So um, it, it was worth the shot. So whatever. <laughs> it is worth the shot. It was. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens. If he can stay on the field, I think he's gonna I think we'll fall in probably to eight wins. I think my over under is eight games before he's hurt. You said less than that. Somebody I don't think did. he gets hurt. You don't think he gets hurt? No. That must have been Patrick at work. But if he does get hurt, it does open up some opportunity for Sam Howe. So. It definitely does. I think the biggest question is Chase Young. We know he tore his ACL last year. He's on IR right now, so he's gonna miss the first month at least. We don't really know what's gonna happen at that position at least. They do have uh, Smith-Williams playing alongside Montez Sweat, who was injured last year as well. Also, I don't know if they named a decent uh, defensive coordinator yet, mm. coordinator yet, because they did fire Jack Del Rio a month or two ago. So I don't know what's going to happen on defense. Maybe Ron Rivera they didn't announce anything yet. Hmm. I think Jack Del Rio was a good fire. I was optimistic when we were hired him, but that, our defense, we have a ton of talent, and it was not being used. Uh, we underperformed way too much from where we should have been. So I think hopefully that we can get that defense back to yeah, at least perform. perform. And in fairness, you've had some players retire over the last couple of years and move on. So I think they upgrade in the draft overall. So the draft is an upgrade overall. That's an overall push for me. Yeah, I'd say an upgrade. Yeah, I think they, again, just at the quarterback position alone is worth an upgrade. If he stays upright, I still got it. You heard it here. Eight weeks, he'll be hurt. Let's move over to the NFC North. This division could be fun, guys. Um they lost the Bears. Let's talk with the Bears. We'll start right there. They lost their two backup quarterbacks, essentially, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, Tariq Cohen, Damian Williams, three, four wide receivers, including Robinson, Goodwin. They've lost some players. Jimmy Graham is a veteran tight end. This is probably one of the longer lists of players that have moved on from this franchise. Now, that said, second-year quarterback in place, new coach. Guys, what are we going to see? What can we look forward to seeing with the Chicago Bears? Ugh, I did not like their draft. <laughs> <laughs> at all 
How do you really feel about they it? They got a lot of defenders because they do have a defensive-minded coach. And they lost a ton of defenders. Yeah, they got a corner and a safety in the first two rounds. Well, they didn't have a first-round pick because they traded it for Justin Fields last year. Mm-hmm. So they got two second-round picks. They went cornerback safety. Then they got Valus Jones, 24-year-old receiver out of Tennessee. I believe how many touchdowns do he have in college? Four. I th- he might be twenty five now. Twenty five. I but I think he played five years. His first year was at USC with Juju Smith Schuster. He did transfer out. Uh, I think he had two touchdowns in his college career. So take yeah. it for what you think. Uh, so they're <laughs> drafting that guy to be kind of their gadget player slash Debo type. I don't yeah, know why. I mean, and this this receiving core is just poor Sad. of quality talent, proven talent. So mm-hmm. he could be forced the ball. He looks like he might be a return man for them, as he was a very productive return man in college. Um, he could be force-fed the ball, but I don't think his talent is worthy of where they selected him, at least with the names on the board, uh, Sky Moore, George Pickens. There were still guys there to take over that number one role, even with Darnell Mooney there. So I think it's a poor selection. But I think overall they added a lot of names on the offensive line. They got Jaquan Brisker, and they did add another player to the receiving core, as in Valus Jones. So uh, for me, they didn't get a ton better. Uh, this is as a rebuilding roster with Matt Eberflus and his guys. So we'll see what happens. But I, I don't think – I think the biggest thing for me is Tevin Jenkins, who they drafted in the second round, uh, left tackle, or right right guard this year potentially. Um, he's finally going to be playing. He was hurt all last year. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I think it was a overall, not, not the draft. I think the draft was a downgrade because they didn't really help themselves, yeah. in my opinion. They got some depth. But I think overall it's a, it's a down because they lost Allen Robinson. And well, who do they get for Khalil Mack? Not much. Yeah, I think maybe a third rounder. And when you look down the list of people, they lost. That's where they, they got Valus Jones. They let go as many people as Second. went to other teams. So th- this team is a triage. It seems like. Yeah, I, I think it's sad. I mean, you bring in Justin Fields last year, and then you just kind of, and with that O line, you don't you don't address the O line at all. I, I just don't know how they just pass up on. I think they really need to bring some talent in for Justin Fields, and for them just to pass up on that and especially Velis Jones. Um, I just looked up his stat line. He had six years of college. He had one touchdown. So, <laughs> like, one touchdown. I'm not I'm not really sure what they were thinking on that. It seems like a stretch. I know, like you said, he had a lot of punt returns. But, um, I, like I said, I think – Who are the receivers now and is going to be starting in Chicago? They have Equinemius St. Brown, not the good St. Brown. <laughs> they have Darnell Mooney. Mooney right? They have – oh, I'm trying to do it from memory. They just cut Daz Newsome today. Yeah, they cut Daz Newsome. Mm-hmm. From UNC, right? They have Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle. Nikhil Harry, they're going to be bringing back. Oh, yeah, first Dante, pick, Dante Pettis was the real guy that was last on the roster. So, so some real quality guys. Equinamius, Mooney's the number one. Byron Pringle, Tajay Sharp, Tajay Nikhil Sharp. Harry, Valus Jones, Dante Pettis. Guys you've heard thrown around from 50 other teams are on this roster. Yeah, I don't know. They... Big question mark. Let's move down to Detroit, a team that we're super hype on. Why? Because they're no longer the dumpster fire of the NFL. Coach come in the right direction. Super short list of players that left the team. Not even enough to mention. And, Caleb, you're excited about the Detroit Lions. I do. I'll say it now. Let's get this hot take right. I'll Let's get, get a drum roll. I'll get it You on, need to get something. On film. We're going to post this on the Instagram. Go ahead, Caleb. I think they have 10 wins. You heard it here. 10 wins. Detroit Lions will have 10 wins, according to Caleb. Yep. yep. They're that team that everyone should be scared of. They have nothing to lose. True. I think that last year was really close. They had seven games that they lost by one possession in the fourth quarter, which all those games are winnable, arguably. Arguably. So add seven wins to their record last year. Mm-hmm. I think that's 10, right? I think so. But um, they drafted pretty well. They got Aiden Hutchinson, fell right into their laps at pick two. Arguably the best in the draft. I don't like him as much for different reasons, but it seems to be working out in preseason. They got Jamison Williams, who's my favorite receiver in the draft. At pick 12, he's on the non-NFL injury list, even though he was hurt in college football. It doesn't count as a football injury. And, yeah, I think they drafted very good over overall, and they have a good roster already, and I, hopefully it all works out. I mean, you know, when you read the, the games to me, I, I see – I'll read it again. Yeah. Pull them up. Someone else talk. Yeah, I've got, actually got the schedule up right here. Uh, looking at the schedule, I think they should at least get eight wins. Read it out. All right, so week one, you got the Eagles. Win. You think? <laughs> nah. Win. All right, here's think. Caleb's wins against the Eagles. All right, so we got the Eagles. Yep. Then we got the Commanders. Win. Win. Yeah, that should be a win. Uh, the Vikings. Lose. The Seahawks. Win. The Oof. Patriots. Lose. The okay. Cowboys. Lose. The Dolphins. Win. The Packers. Lose. The Bears. Win. The Giants. Win. Bills. 
Lose. Jags. Win. Vikings. Win. Jets. Win. Panthers. Win. Bears. Win. Packers. Lose. That's 11. Hey, I said 10. 10. Okay. Gosh. I mean, it's doable. They, they, <laughs> They'll split with the Vikings, beat the Bears twice. I think, I think Jared yeah. Goff is still a big question mark on that team. Like, I don't get- think so. I, I think he, you know, it was tough for him with McVay because McVay has got a complicated system and he expects a lot out of his guys. But I think the system, I hate to say it, it's a little more dumbed down. It's a little more mundane. The guy's got a big arm. He's, he's not dumb. He makes decent decisions in the pocket. He knows when to move out of the pocket. And he generally looks off the field pretty good. I mean, I think he has matured to a veteran quarterback status. I don't know. I don't want to rank him. I mean, he's a top 15 quarterback in the league somewhere in there. I mean, he's a credible, credible quarterback. So Not incredible. Yeah, not incredible. <laughs> incredible. Credible starter. I just don't know if he's going to win you games. That's where he's I'm got at. a lot of talent, and those guys are exciting to watch. The running backs and wide receivers that they brought in the last couple of years. And again, guys, I'm looking at a team that basically let four free agents go and cut somebody. That's it. Like they, These guys want to come back. What are they calling it? Grit? Is that grit. their grit? <laughs> Josh, you've been quiet. Let's talk about the Lions. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a pretty good roster. I mean, last year their offensive line was already among the best in terms of names, in terms of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just had a couple of injuries. Uh, they're pretty. They got a couple more guys there as well. Uh, their tight end room is pretty loaded as well. T.J. Hawkinson and Brock Wright. Uh, Brock Wright was stuck behind two five stars in college, so we mm-hmm. don't really know what he is. They got him at a great discount because of that. But he's been good. He's been solid. He made the roster. Uh, their running back room. We talked about that. If you're watching Hard Knocks, they have like 15 guys. Very Actually, they, I think they have four or five on their roster, and they're all pretty good in my opinion. Uh, I think all around their roster is very good, a very favorable um, schedule going ahead, as y'all just talked about. Uh, they have pretty good depth everywhere, so I have I have nothing to say. They added a great edge rusher. That's what they've been lacking. Haven't had a lot of sacks over the years, so this is a, a very good improvement to me at least all across the board. Yeah, let's just go with a win across the board for these guys. Here's a head-scratcher. Looking over the list, I believe, and Josh, some of them I'm wrong, but Green Bay's three starting wide receivers are all no longer with the team. Yep. I mean, Devontae Adams, obviously the largest name, which all that really matters, but we get to <laughs> see them go into this year. Um, don't know what their receiving room is going to look like. We know that Alan Lazar's probably going to be the number one. He's the veteran there. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins, he's 29, 30 years old. He got added there as well. Randall Cobb, familiarity there in the slot. Uh, he's he's very important in the development of Amari Rodgers in the slot as well. But we saw Romeo Dubs, fourth-round pick, really shine in the preseason. He's been talked up a lot from Aaron Rodgers. He's probably going to be one of the future starters here real soon. Yeah, I think Christian Watson um, is not going to be as good as he was drafted to be. I okay. think Romeo Dobbs, like Josh was saying, is a better pick there. Okay. Fits more of that offense better and plays kind of like – and more like MVS, but way better than MVS, okay. I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's a good one-on-one receiver. I think they drafted okay. They got some Georgia defenders early, oh, which boy. everyone's getting Georgia yeah. defenders this year. <laughs> I love Georgia, but how many of these guys are hit and how many are miss? We'll yeah, find out. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out. But I think they drafted okay, but obviously if you lose the best receiver in the league, it's going to be a downgrade. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think they're down. Yeah, I think Christian Watson was just a stretch pick. They knew they needed a receiver going into the draft, and I think he was there. And so they're. I think that's – just who they were forced into. I don't have a lot of uh, high expectations for Christian Watson. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, sorry, you can go ahead. You're fine. I was just going to say I don't really have high expectations for him. I think Romeo Dubs has been more talked about through camp, which I think is concerning when your fourth round pick is outshining your True. second. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of their top three picks Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Christian Watson. I think Devontae Wyatt shined a lot because of the other guys at Georgia. He's an older guy. He's been in college for quite some time. He hasn't been super impressive. Other than the last year where basically the entire defense was very impressive. I think we saw six defenders, seven defenders go from Georgia. So uh, he was part of that group. I think he was the least impressive, if you ask me. Uh, Quay Walker as well. I think they paid up a lot for him. Uh, Christian Watson, to me, he's also been in college for a very long time, didn't do much. He really got boosted up because of the Senior Bowl and all of the offseason hype. So he hasn't done much. He's been injured. We'll see what that is. I think their best picks are on the offensive line. Zach Tom. He's probably the one, one of the most talented offensive linemen in the whole draft. He got drafted much later because he's a smaller guy, but he was the best rookie offensive lineman in the preseason the entire time. Didn't allow a sack, barely allowed any pressure. He's probably going to be a starter going forward. So I think they got a lot of value on the offensive line, and they got a couple of guys on, uh, in receiver room. But I think obviously it's going to be hard to replace Devontae Adams, and I think this roster got slightly better other than the wide receiver room. So I, I, it's a push for me, push. and I think it's – you could consider it a loss with Devontae Adams, but that's yeah, a large, yeah, that's a large huge thing loss. to ask for as number one receiver. 
Yeah, I think their offense is downgrade, but I think they did some good things on defense. Downgrade. Yeah, I agree. Let's They'll go. still be a top five team. <clears throat> they got Aaron Rodgers. I, I'll yeah. say downgrade because of Devontae Adams, but yeah. beyond that. All right, let's talk about the Vikings. This is a wild card, not literally, every single year because, let's be honest, when you have a quarterback like that, they can make things happen. And I, I, we're, I think we're probably – Ryan, I don't know how you feel. We're in the small minority that think Kirk Cousins gets it done when he's given the opportunity to. Again, not a lot of free agent movement, not a lot of trades, but Caleb, what did they do in the draft? How did they help themselves in the offseason? I think they addressed the needed depth at cornerback position. They got Lewis Sign and Andrew Booth Mm -hmm. in the backfield for the defense, something they really needed. And they got Ty Chandler. Chandler? Is it Chandler? I thought it was Chandler. Chandler. That was something fancy. To back up, which looks like Alex Madison's going to be traded or let go to free agency because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people calling him, apparently. I think 12 teams is what they reported. He's a great backup. So they got a backup behind the backup, so we'll see. And they got Vidarian Lowe, an offensive lineman in the sixth round, which is kind of a steal in that in that position, I think. I really like him. Um, they addressed some depth, like I said, for the cornerbacks and linebackers, but I think they, they pushed. They did pretty well as far as getting depth. They didn't really get any like big-name stars in this draft. Yeah, I think the biggest move was in free agency. Or, sorry, yeah, free agency. They just traded for Ross Blacklock, and they also got – um, Zadarius Smith from the Packers interdivision. So they added a lot of talent on the defensive line. Um, and we obviously get Daniel Hunter back from uh, being injured last year. So their defense is hopefully healthy. Caleb said they added a lot to the secondary. Lewis Seen's probably one of my favorite players in the entire draft, him and Jalen Petrie for, in terms of safeties. Um, Caleb talked about Vidarian Lowe. Ty Chandler, he was originally a number one, I believe a top three recruit for running backs. He was just held down at Tennessee, and when he transferred to UNC, he really, uh, you really showed you how good he was last season in college. So he's he's done a lot in the preseason. I think it makes it much easier to move on from Alexander Madison, who they're probably not going to extend after this year anyways. And they have Ty Chandler on a rookie contract to make up as that number two. So he might moving into the number two spot for them if they do move Madison. I think the best move for the Vikings was them getting rid of Mike Zimmer. I think Kevin O'Connell was going to do some good things for uh, the Vikings. I, honestly, I think they're. I think there's a chance that they finish number one in this division. Personally, um, I think I think their roster is loaded. I like that. I like and, that. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is going to bring it home this year. As Mike Zimmer definitely holds their team back. Yeah, 100%. yeah and the Mike Zimmer move. Uh, I believe they already moved six of their eleven draft picks from last year's draft, oh, including um, Kellen Mond and Chaz Surratt. Wow. They moved a lot of guys from last year. It wasn't a great draft for them, and. Obviously, you're talking about the old coaching staff and Mike Zimmer. They weren't doing well at all, and that's obviously why he got fired. So we'll get to see Kevin O'Connell coming, hopefully, Ram-style offense. We know that he was just there. He's been with uh, Sean McVay for quite some time in Washington as well. He has his quarterback from Washington, Kirk Cousins. So hopefully they can be an improved roster here, and hopefully they can actually live up to the potential. Everyone's always said they've been a top roster, so we'll see it finally perform this year. I think his blessing is that he came from the Redskins coaching staff. Uh, (laughs) The who? The Redskins coaching staff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, bro. It's, I don't know. I call him something different at work every week just to get under Patrick's skin, just pick on him. But All right, let's move down. So, Minnesota. I'm hearing upgrade? I pushed. You pushed? Yeah. I say it's an upgrade. Josh? Upgrade. Let's call it an upgrade. All right, let's move down south. Let's talk about the Dirty Birds. I've enjoyed watching the rookie quarterback play. Football's been fun. Hasn't been great. It hasn't been bad, uh, considering a team that doesn't have any credible wide receivers and have brought in a rookie quarterback that plays just like the veteran quarterback that they just traded for. It's been good football. They've let a ton of people go. Noticeably, Calvin Ridley will be suspended for this year. Um, Caleb, draft picks? Anything excites you? <sighs> I mean, it's not a very exciting draft. No. They did get a defensive end from Temple, or Penn <clears throat> State, sorry. That's um, exciting. Yeah, Kevin Ebikite, is that how you say it? All right, Josh. Arnold Ebikite. That's how you say it, yeah. There you go. You got it. They got Drake London, pick eight. Very overdrafted, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think he is anywhere near that pick. I think he yeah. should have been a second-round pick at best. I don't really like him. He, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Yeah. I think this draft could be very good if Drake London works, if Desmond Ritter is their future, and if they're running back, they got in the fifth round, Tyler Algier from BYU. Yep. Yep. Um, if he's actually good. So. A lot of question marks. We got to wait and see. They could get a whole offensive trio right here, but I'm going to say push because I don't know. We don't know yet. I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to push. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think the Falcons aren't going to do a whole lot this year. I think that's pretty much expected. But I think that they're putting themselves in positions to hopefully take advantage of fu- their future. I think they got a lot of players 
uh, still young. I think Kyle Pitts being, what is he, 21, 22 right now. Uh, they bring so. in Drake London. I'm not a big fan of Drake London. Uh, personally, I just don't really care for his play style. But uh, if he hits, then they got a really young receiver. And then they can bring in a quarterback next year. And then they got Pitts. And then they got their good tight end. Uh, obviously, they, they have a lot of roster spots and a lot of holes to fill mm-hmm. in the future. But if they can, if they draft well, if they're a high pick, they get a quarter, bring a quarterback in next year. I think that's pretty much expected. And I think I think they could start moving in the right direction. I, I like their coach. So. Yeah, I think the biggest move for them was Arnold Ebiketti. He's a edge rusher for them. Uh, he's kind of, after the draft process, we learned that this was a guy that they've been after for several years. So it's the guy that they really targeted and really wanted it in this draft. And uh, finally getting someone on defense after losing all those names to the Cowboys and so forth is a big thing for them. So uh, I think Drake London, he kind of fits as that Corey Davis piece in the Arthur Smith offense. And I think Kyle Pitts, he's played majority outside. He's mostly a receiver. He's obviously the size of a tight end, but he is fast and is a receiver. He'll be the number one receiver. But Drake London can be moved to anywhere. And Brian Edwards, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, the Raiders always happen to use wide receivers incorrectly, so I don't know if he's a downfield player. <laughs> I don't know what Arthur Smith thinks of him, but he made it over other guys like Auden Tate, and uh, we'll see him probably be in action for wide receiver three. So I think this is a very bad roster. I think they're a bottom three team, but I think that their offense can be exciting enough with Marcus Mariota and Kyle Pitts. We've seen all the big sideline catches from him, so maybe we'll continue to see that with Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Uh, this roster was very good a couple years ago. I think they're slowly getting there. Uh, Arthur Smith got handed nothing. They're paying 70-some mil for Matt Ryan and Julio to not be on the roster. So it's going to be a slow rebuild. Hopefully Desmond Ritter works out for him. I'm not very impressed with his uh, action down the field. I no. think he's he's kind of, he's kind of he hasn't made a lot of throws that impressed down the field. I think he's done good managing, and I think he's a good backup quarterback. But I think they have a lot of t- improvements to make, especially with having zero backup right guard or right tackle. Yeah, I mean, looking at their defense alone, the people they've lost, Dante Fowler to the Cowboys. There's some huge hits. I don't know that they recovered from that right away. We already knew their receiving core was sus. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm not sure they got any better. Um, you got to move on from Matt Ryan. I get it. He's been there. They've hit a wall with him. But at the end of the day, he's a probably a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's certainly got the numbers. Uh, and he's poised to do well in his new town. So it's always tough for me to say it's an upgrade when you lose this many. I think it's a downgrade. Like you said, the roster's in trouble. Um, what do you think, Ryan? Is it a upgrade or downgrade? Um, I think it's a long-term upgrade. I don't think they're going to do much. Uh, but I think Dean Peets, their DC, their defensive coordinator, I really like them. I think I think their defense. So you like the coaching staff? Yeah, I think I like the coaching staff. I think I think. <clears throat> That what they brought in, I think they're gonna, their future could be good, but they definitely need to make some moves. Yeah, I think it's a push. There's way too many question marks. It could be the best draft ever, and it could be all busts. So <laughs> I think I don't really know. They kind of filled in spots with players they already have. I mean, they got Mariota and they got Ritter, who's the same exact player, same speed, same type of player. Yeah, so, so eerie. It's a push. I don't know. Too many question marks for me. To me, I think it's absolutely terrible. Um, I like Arnold Abiketti. I like Arnold Abiketti, and I like Troy Anderson. I don't know what Troy Anderson's going to play in the NFL. He played 18 positions in college. He's a very athletic guy. They put him as a linebacker for right now. We'll see what he does, but he's going to be a very exciting guy wherever they put him. So he's at least going to make the roster for special teams, so he should be exciting there. In the South, let's talk about Carolina Panthers. They've had their struggles over the past couple of years finding the right guy. They thought Darnold was the guy who's clearly not. He's currently hurt. Then at the 11th hour, right before preseason got rolling, they traded for Baker Mayfield, who has been called the week one starter. Now, we've said famously that this coach probably won't last very long. What about the team, Caleb? Have they helped themselves in this draft? Um, the draft, I'm going to say push again, but they got a good offensive tackle, and Icky Aquanwu is pretty good. They got Matt Crowell, who I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. He has a fractured Liz Frank, so he's going to be out the whole year. Mm. So it was perfect timing to get Baker Mayfield. And they got a bunch of defenders after that. So I think that they did pretty good in this draft, but I said that they would push. Um, I think overall they got LaVisca Chenault in a trade with the Jaguars this week, so I think that's very good for them, considering he's going to start for them. And it takes some of the pressure off McCaffrey. They're kind of going to, yeah, they're kind of going to use him kind of like Cordero Patterson. I would think that's the same type of player that he is. Right. So he, you could see him in the backfield getting some rushes and getting some screen plays that McCaffrey would usually get. Sure. So instead of McCaffrey getting 30 touches, we could see McCaffrey getting 20 to 25, and this okay. guy getting five to 10 from him. So really good for McCaffrey and overall for the offense. I like it. Yeah, I mean, they obviously bring in um, Baker Mayfield, so we'll see how he does. Uh, I'm not personally a big fan of Baker. I never really cared for him on the Browns, but 
I think he'll probably be a better player on the Panthers than he was on the, the Browns. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I don't think the I, – I really don't like Matt Rule and his coaching staff, so yeah. I don't think a lot's going to work out for the Panthers, and I'm not, I'm not very high on them. I think they definitely upgraded at special teams. Uh, Johnny Hecker and J.J. Hansen, long snapper and a punter. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, they also got Andre Roberts out there. Uh, I think it's an upgrade. Baker Mayfield, best quarterback that they've had since prime Cam Newton. Uh, they haven't had a lot of quarterbacks out there, obviously, that are good. But Caleb said LaVisca Chenault. Maybe we'll see Robbie Anderson actually perform mm. this year. Uh, he got paid a lot of money to do so, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, Iki Aquanu is obviously the biggest thing. They didn't make a ton of moves, really. They got Amari Barno out uh, of Virginia Tech. He's going to be a rotational piece there on defense. So they haven't really gotten much. But Baker Mayfield, uh, it was a joke, but special teams is very much so improved. And um, Iki Aquanu. <laughs> Duly noted. So I, th- I think it's a great improvement. Um, it's not a lot, but it's a great improvement for a very important piece, obviously, being the quarterback. Yeah, I think for me, uh, Baker, just giving solid quarterback play is good. Is it enough to save this coach's job? Probably not, but I think Baker may survive the fall and be around for a while. We've talked about him a lot. Quality quarterback, he, he has a low ceiling. Uh, you can't expect him to do all the things that you would expect you know, all the big guys to do, but he is a functional quarterback as well. Yeah, I'm going to say again, push for the draft, but free agency, they hit it. They got yeah. potentially their starting quarter. Well, they're starting quarterback right now, potentially for the future. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, and they got, like Josh said, those three special teamers are all pro bowlers. So, so upgrade for you overall? Oh, yeah. Overall upgrade, draft push. Yeah, I'll say push. Yeah, and I think Caleb covered it as well. Matt Corral, we don't know what he's going to be. He's pretty similar in terms of play style of Baker Mayfield, so maybe he could be there longer. We'll see. He's been injured. We don't know. So I think that's a people, – see, people forget about it this year, obviously, because he's injured, but it's pretty solid long term. I say bringing in a quarterback that might be around for a few years is an upgrade, so we'll call it that. All right, let's go New Orleans Saints. This team famously changed their coach over the offseason. A lot of people think it's going to be a lot the same. I, for one, think it won't. I think Sean Payton is worth his weight in gold, and even though they're going to run the same system, we're going to start to see the decline of this team. That said, quarterback issues, I think they're going to have, of course, that they let go of Trevor Simeon to the Bears. Blake Bortles is gone, not that they were role players at all, but they still have the two quarterbacks that they originally started with last year. Caleb, what do you think about the New Orleans Saints? Oh, I don't know what to think about them. Yeah, <laughs> they have a new coach, Jameis Winston playing. I think their offense is what gonna could be, go wrong. Their offense could be fine, but overall as a team, I'm not sure. They drafted pretty well. Big Mike came back and is already hurt. Yeah, Mike Thomas. He's yeah. a hamstring problem now, which gosh, yeah, kind of predictable. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> the draft. They got Chris Olave, pick eleven, which is very good yeah. for them. Yeah. they needed that guy. They also picked up in free agency. I know it's not part of the draft. Um, Jarvis Landry, great inside receiver. He's gonna be good for them starting. True. If, especially if Michael Thomas is out. They got Trevor Penning, pick 19, which is a great tackle. It's a great pick for them, something they really needed. And they got some defensive depth after that. So I think overall in the draft, they did very well for themselves in the offense, which is going to be very good for Jameis Winston, especially coming off the ACL tear. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see, see how Jameis Winston performs this year. Uh, I think he's a big question mark. We didn't really see him play a whole lot last year before his injury. We saw him play a little bit. Uh, I think Chris Olave is a huge uh, addition for that team uh, with them throwing to Marquez Callaway and uh, their other receivers they didn't really Deontay have. Deontay Harris. Uh, Deontay Harris. So they had they had some work to do last year. So they bring in Chris Olave and then they got Jarvis Landry too I in mean, the offseason. So that's two big pieces right yeah, there. Yeah, I think I that think. was a solid move. Uh, Trevor Penning was also a huge add. I think that's great for their team. Uh, but like I said, I still think a lot, there's a lot of questions on – Jameis Winston, do we get pre-LASIK eye surgery or <laughs> Jameis Winston? Or do we get yeah, because that was the whole both. thing. Oh, he lost 20 pounds. He looks so good. Oh, he had LASIK eye surgery. What's the agenda this year? I think that just turned into a meme. Like so this, people are trying to make I him I feel better. like this has been a three-year story for Jameis Winston <laughs> where it's just been the same exact offseason every single time. Yeah. Um, we'll see. They are they were pretty good. I think they blew out the Packers week one, like 30-point blowout In or Jacksonville. something. Yeah. Because the hurricane. Yeah, because yeah, the hurricane. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, but they, they, they were very impressive with Jameis Winston early on. He didn't throw 30 interceptions. Uh, he was he was playing pretty well. He had a pretty good uh, touchdown-interception ratio. Their biggest moves were in, in free agency, aside from Trevor Penning and Chris Olave. They got James Hurst, who's going to be replacing uh, Trevor Penning right now because he did get injured in the preseason coming from Baltimore. Y'all talked about Jarvis Landry. He's going to be probably the most consistent wide receiver for them if Michael Thomas is still hobbled. So it's a very good add there as well. Uh, and they got a couple of names on defense as well. So uh, I think it's a push, mostly. Uh, this team has been top of the league for quite some time, and they're kind of on the downtrend right now. I think they did a solid job in free agency to kind of recover that, but 
We'll see. The biggest thing here is Jameis Winston. So we'll see if he's able to be somewhat mobile through his injury of a torn ACL last year. Upgrade, downgrade, or a push? Um, I say upgrade in the draft, push overall. I say upgrade. Yeah, I, I say push because losing Teron Armstead and replacing him with a rookie isn't very doable, I think, this year. So I think, for me, it's a push. I'm going to give it an apprehensive push because I think coaching matters, and I think they're going to start to see the decline of this team if they don't do something different. All right, let's talk about Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski retired, a couple of role players missing from the team, but above all, team still seems to be pretty intact. New coach, same old Tom Brady. Who wants to take it? I'll take it. You worry me with that sigh. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady's 46. Well, <laughs> we've been saying this since he was 36. Like, how long can this guy keep playing? At least another 20 years. Yeah, at least. Mm. He's proven I think us wrong they, every They drafted year. pretty decent. They got a lot of depth. They got Rashad White in the third round. He's looking to be their pass back right now, which is one of Tom Brady's favorite things. Wait, how old is Tom Brady? 45, 46. 45, 46. Gosh. Okay, sorry. Yeah, they got Kate Otten tied in. Kind of a sleeper. Because Gronkowski is retired. I think Cameron Brait is starting right now, so we'll see how that goes. But in the second round, they got Logan Hall defensive end and Luke Gadecki offensive lineman, which is something they really need to shore up because they lost two or three guys to free agency, one to trade and two to free agency. So they need to protect that 46-year-old man that's standing there. I think the coach is a lateral move because he's been in the system for three years. I think that's going to be fine for them, especially if Tom Brady's calling the offense. And they still have Brian. Is it no? Brian Leftwich is still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Byron oh yeah. So, yeah, they should be fine, especially if Tom Brady's healthy. They seem to make sure he stays healthy. They seem to get along. Yeah, so I think it's a push. They, they're the same team as last year with some slight downgrades of the offensive line. Yeah, we saw, I believe, Ryan Jensen went down at center. They had a couple of people retire and cable, uh, a couple of people move on, I believe, to the Bengals, Ali Marpet. Um, but Robert Hainsey, who's stepping in for Ryan Jensen, who's injured right now, I believe, on IR, he got injured in the preseason as well. So the starting center position for Tom Brady, we don't know what that's going to look like right now. Uh, but the receiver position, Chris Gowan looks like he's going to be returning uh, earlier than most ACL recoveries. I know that I, I heard this somewhere, that the best ACL recovery guy is actually in Tampa. So that's why his recovery is going by a little bit faster than other guys. Potentially know. from the doctor, I'm not sure. But they did add Russell Gage and Julio Jones. Julio Jones probably going to replace more of what Rob Gronkowski was as a receiver. And uh, Caleb talked about the receiving or the tight ends, Kyle Rudolph, Kate Otten. Kyle Rudolph's more of a blocking tight right now. Kate Otten's kind of a hybrid. He's a, he's a solid receiver, and he's a great blocker as well. So I think they added a lot of solid plays, players. I'm not a huge Logan Hall fan, but I think the biggest move for them was Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks on the defensive line. Uh, people kind of write him off because he's been in the league forever. But I think it's going to be exciting to see him next to Vita Vea. And then we finally get to see Joe Tryon take over as the defensive end with, um, what's his name, Sha- Shaq Barrett. Um, yeah, I, we saw JPP leave, so Joe Tryon's finally going to be able to take over there, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, I, what can what can we say? Until somebody beats Tom Brady, and I know they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, um, I mean, he's going to keep coming. And maybe him losing is the entire fuel for the reason that he's back into this fire. But... We'll see. I like what they're doing. Uh, I guess, what do we say? It's a push? What are we thinking? Yeah, it's a push. I think that they drafted some offensive line. They've got, it's not going to be great, but I think that if they can just keep him healthy, as it, he isn't Tom Brady, they're going to be fine. Yeah, I would agree. It's a downgrade for me, is personally. It? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think his offensive line is going to be uh, affect him. Uh, and I mean, he's 46. We say this every year. How much longer is he going to do it? Eventually, we're going to be right one Surely of the he's going right. to take a hit, and he's going to be done. Yeah. I mean, the body doesn't recover like it used to, trust me. Yeah, I'm going to say downgrade. I know they had no control over this, but losing Antonio Brown isn't exactly replaceable, and they're attempting to do it with Julio Jones and Russell Gage. Losing Gronk isn't very replaceable. They're trying to do it with three guys. Um, we'll see how the offensive line holds up. I know nobody cares about this, but Bernard Raymond, who was highly rated, he went to the same college as Luke Gadecki, and they overdrafted Luke Gadecki way higher than Bernard Raymond. So if Bernard Raymond's way better, that's on them as well. So... We'll see what happens there. Uh, I think it's. I think they downgraded. I think the only thing positive that's really helped them is Akeem Hicks on the defensive line. Everything else they've tried to kind of fix, and they're trying to to attempt to heal. Uh, we'll see what happens with Leonard Fournette. We know he was like 30 pounds Big overweight. Big that might be overblown. He looks pretty similar to how he yeah. is. Uh, he's never been really an insanely fit guy, but we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. They're Uncle kind of Lenny. they're kind of patching a lot of holes. Doesn't mean they're not going to be good at all. Their division's still very easy to get through right now. So we'll see. I just don't think they're the team from two years ago. 
Yeah, and I would agree. I just don't think they've made a lot of moves to upgrade. I think they were greatly hindered by their cap space, so they couldn't really make a lot of moves. Uh, it's kind of catching up to them. So uh, I just don't – they didn't get it done last year. I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it, take it home this year, but they're still going to be a very, very good team, especially in the NFC. I would agree. Let's close with the best division in the NFC, and that is, of course, the West. Although, let's start with the team I'm the least uh, tickled about. I just don't love the Arizona Cardinals. Let me just say that. Don't love the coach. Don't really love the quarterback. Super talented? Eh. Doesn't really do much for me. Lost a couple key players. Christian Kirkwin to the Jaguars. Chase Edmonds has moved on to the Dolphins. Caleb, what about their draft? What do you think about this team, the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, man. I think we're all in the same boat about the Cliff Kingsbury saga. <laughs> we don't know what to think. Yeah. They, they seem to be one of the best teams in the league until about week 10, and they just crumble. <laughs> it's the Patrick choking on air while he's in Sandy's house meme. Yeah, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a problem, <laughs> but I just don't know. Their roster is so good, they're going to fall into maybe 8 to 10 wins. So I don't know if they're going to – it could be a Jason Garrett situation. Yeah, and they signed, as you're saying, Cliff Kingsbury to a, like, five-year extension or something, even though he is, they've been impressive with Kyler Murray and uh, and with DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, they fell off last year without him. This is an older team. I think we talked about it this offseason. Their, their average age of the offensive line is like 30, 31, something like right, that. Right. This team is for now, and if they don't perform for now, that long-term contract's be looking pretty bad for Cliff. So I hope that this works out for them. Um, they did add a solid amount of names. Maje uh, Sanders from Cincinnati, he's pretty solid. He's a very skinny uh, defensive end, but uh, they also did add Trey McBride as well. He hasn't done ab- he hasn't done anything this whole offseason, so we'll see. Uh, people are comparing him very highly to great tight ends in the league right now. Uh, this is I don't, they didn't do anything. They didn't lose anything for me. They did lose DeAndre Hopkins to a six game suspension, though. Uh, for me, I would say it's a push. I'd say they upgrade. I think obviously losing Chase Edmonds is terrible for their backfield, but they drafted Keontae Ingram in the sixth round. I think he's a sleeper. He's going to be very good. I think them getting Hollywood for their first-round pick in this draft was perfect. He, him and Kyler Murray played together in college, so I think that's going to be instantly great. I think that overall as a team, they're pretty good, but with Kyler Murray, I know part of his contract was he has to have six hours of studying every week. So, you know, yeah, every they game... They took that out. They did? They yeah. did. Okay, <laughs> good. I was going to say, because every game, they're going to be like, if Kyler Murray's good, he studied. If he, yeah. If they're not good, then he didn't study. Ridiculous. So, I think that... Yeah, that's the biggest question mark right now is the coaching and if Kyler Murray can be consistent. Yeah, and I just want to see if they can actually scheme these players because I know they got yes. Rondell Moore in the second. Yeah. He's a very athletic guy. I don't, I don't know what they were trying to do with him. He was good, I believe, week two last year, and he physically didn't do anything else for the rest of the year even though he was out there. And we saw players like Andy Isabella. They were drafted very highly in the second round, I believe, over DK Metcalf. Nothing. So we'll see if this scheme uh, continues to improve. It's basically just been Kyler Murray. I think the biggest thing for them is finally having a reliable target in Zach Ertz for another year. He basically didn't do anything for the Eagles and immediately went to the Cardinals and was a top-five tight end again. So I think the biggest thing for them is just consistency. Caleb talked about how they always fall off. I want to see them get through that without DeAndre Hopkins Mm -hmm. and then push through and continue to win with DeAndre Hopkins back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think Marquise Brown is going to be a big upgrade. Uh, I think he's going to he's going to do a lot for them. Uh, Hop, Hopkins will be back after six games. Uh, they lose Christian Kirk, obviously. I don't think he's a big loss. Uh, we'll we'll see how that works out. But um, overall, like I said, I think the coaching staff is going to hold them back from being a playoff caliber team. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously good enough to make it, but I just don't know how far they'll make it. Downgrade, upgrade, push. I think they upgrade with Hollywood. It's way too good not to upgrade. Yeah, I think for that alone, it's an upgrade for me. I would say push. Yeah, I'd say basically push. Marquise is obviously an upgrade, but for me, they didn't do much else. We're hoping Trey McBride is that guy, but I don't. It doesn't look like he is so far uh, right now, and I didn't think so prior to the them going to the Cardinals anyway. So for me, it's a push. Los Angeles Rams, defending Super Bowl champions, lost a couple key players for sure. What do you guys? Okay, let's start with the draft. Do they even have a draft? Because famously, they don't <laughs> usually have it. a draft. Uh, yeah, they had. A good amount of picks. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine picks. It's a miracle. How'd they do? Um, they didn't have a first pick to the third round. So <laughs> yeah. I think they did okay. They got an offensive lineman trying to replace that Whitworth loss mm-hmm. that they just had. One of the best linemen in the league retired. They got DB with Jacoby Durant. And they got Kyron Williams from Notre Dame, one of my favorite running backs in the draft. He ran a 4-6 in the 40 time for his combine, and everyone's down on him because of that. But he's a playmaker. I think he fits that offense perfectly with the way they get spacing for all the running backs already. Um, other than that, they went straight defense until their last pick with the offensive tackle. So I think it's an upgrade. 
it's the Rams. They're Super Bowl champions. I think that their coaching is great. They got Allen Robinson from the Bears, which is obviously an upgrade to fill that Beckham injury that Beckham got hurt in Super Bowl towards ACL. So I think overall they upgraded. It's an upgrade when you don't take that many hits, I think. And okay. I think they're just going to repeat. Wow. Just I, I think throwing the, it out there. Well, they could repeat. Yeah. I think the Broncos <laughs> are going to be right there with them. Yeah, for me, I think it's an upgrade. I think getting Allen Robinson for yeah. basically just paying him, you didn't have to really do much to get him. Um, I think that's great for them. I think, obviously, they didn't have a lot of draft picks, but we'll see what the story is for the running back position. Uh, Cam Akers, he's been injured for a little bit. Daryl Henderson's been injured for a little bit. Kale talked about Kyron Williams. We'll see. This is kind of looking like a committee more than one lead back. And uh, I think the biggest storyline, Caleb talked about it as well, Andrew Whitworth has retired. So Joe Noteboom, who already filled in quite a lot last year, is finally getting that start at left tackle. Not sure if they have anyone behind him, but we'll see what happens there. That's going to be a big story, obviously, for the blind side of Matthew Stafford. Um, I think getting getting another receiving weapon in Allen Robinson, we saw what happened when OBJ came back. People thought that he fell off, and he immediately came in and had like six, seven touchdowns in a handful of games. Right. He, was, he looked like OBJ, but the uh, the surgery that he had wasn't uh, the best surgery, according to the doctors, so that's why he got re-injured. Allen Robinson hopping in, people think that he's dead as well. He's probably going to get fed be and be, immediately be good with Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. He's always gotten the best out of his wide receivers, hence Cooper Cup's best season ever last year. Yeah, my my question, uh, my concern is uh, you lose OBJ and you lose Robert Woods. So I mean, Allen Robinson's obviously an upgrade from both of those, but I mean, you're losing you're losing two solid players on your team for receivers. I think there's a chance OBJ's out for the whole year, uh, roughly. He but should be back chance. around like December-ish, probably towards okay. playoffs again, like where he got and, and onto the he's team. He's still last on the year. team technically, right? No, no, he's not. But they, but it, all indications say that they're they'll keep him. Or they'll like to keep uh, him? I mean, he's worth he's worth nothing. He's a free agent, so he could go wherever he wants to. I mean, ACL is about 9 to 10 months. So 9 to 10 months from now, he could be joining a playoff team once again like he did the Rams. Um, it could be the Rams again, but uh, this, team got, this team got there without OBJ, and they got there with Robert Woods hurt for half of that time. So getting someone like a Robert Woods who's potentially better, who was better prior to last year, Allen Robinson, they should be looking to be a lot better there with gotcha. a consistent target underneath with Allen Robinson. Yeah, we just got to see if everyone can stay healthy. I think uh, yeah. with Matt Stafford, we've already seen some stuff about his health. Elbow. And so uh, we'll just see what that looks like uh, with losing Whitworth. Um, so we'll see how it goes. They're obviously going to be an amazing football team, and they're going to be at the top half of the league. Top 10. Upgrade, downgrade, or push? I think they upgraded. Yeah, I want to say upgrade. Uh, they didn't do a lot, but Allen Robinson is a lot for me, and I think you can't do anything about Whitworth retiring, so Note Boom did play very well last year. That's the biggest piece for me to look at, but it's an upgrade for me. I'm going to say push because I look at more Allen Robinson more as a push than an upgrade, uh, more ladder. Let's talk about another team in this division I'm not super happy about, San Francisco 49ers, one of the most talented teams in the division that should just be winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and they don't. Caleb, what's going on with 49ers? A lot. A lot. <laughs> the question or the answer is nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah, nobody really knows. Shanahan's been kind of mystic about it, kind of sneaky. Lost four receivers, lost Mostert, lost yeah. a lot of defensive well, they talent. They addressed a lot of that in the draft. They got mm-hmm. Tyrion Davis Price from LSU to be their third running back, maybe fourth. Depending on if Trey Sermon gets traded, they're kind of hyping him up right now. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Danny Gray is kind of a sleeper wide receiver. They got Drake Jackson, offensive or outside linebacker, sorry. Um, he should be in the rotation. I think they drafted okay. I think overall they didn't have a lot of losses as far as free agents leaving. Um, but having Jimmy G still is an upgrade. I think that they kind of helped him out because if they cut him, he wouldn't get that much money and he'd go to somewhere for free. But signing him for this deal he has, he makes a little bit more money and is the backup and someone could trade for him. And the trade clause is he can go where he wants. So it's kind of beneficial for both parties. It's great for the 49ers, especially if Trey Lance isn't ready. But doesn't Jimmy, it also say they don't have a lot of faith in Trey Lance by keeping him around? No. You don't think so? I think if they mm-hmm. didn't restructure, they had to pay him $25 million, I think it or was. Or let him walk. If you let him walk, then someone gets him for free. Yeah, I think they want something for him. I think yeah. if they think, think if they can hold him for the year, then they can just trade him mid-year or next year. I think they like Jimmy G, and they want to keep him around, and that's why they did this. It helps both of them. I think it's the best thing to do. Um, overall, as a team, I think they're fine. I think Brandon Ayuk's finally going to break out. George Kittle, if he can stay healthy, is obviously a top two tight end in the league. Debo Samuel, obviously, if he stays healthy, is a top five mm-hmm. weapon in the league. Running back rotation is one of the best ever with Shanahan. He's always top running game 
whatever. Trey Lance is a more mobile quarterback. I think offensively they're going to be a top offense. So as long as they stay healthy, they're going to be a great team. I'm personally a big fan of the 49ers. I think they're going to do good this year. I think Trey Lance sitting for a year was great for him. I'm excited to see what he does this year. I, his deep balls look nice. I think that's all we've really seen him do in the preseason. He comes out, drops a seven-yard touchdown, and leaves. But in his work in the middle, uh, in the, the sticks, middle it, of the it, field, yeah. yeah, it kind of worries me. We've seen him make some pretty inaccurate throws, and so we just need to see some consistency out of him. And I think that's what the coaching staff's looking for. Um, I think the reason they haven't won the Super Bowls to this point is Jimmy G, or they haven't got to this point. I think Jimmy G holds their team back a lot. I think it says a lot to Kyle Shanahan to get them that far with a, just an average to below average quarterback, personally. Uh, that's how I feel about them. Uh, but. I'm in the opposite car. I think that, that they've underachieved. They've had way too much talent to not have Super Bowls, and I throw that on the coach's shoulders. I think he's overrated. I think he's a brilliant offensive mind who needs to be an offense coordinator and have the pressures of leading the team taken away from him. But I'm yeah. sure he'll continue to be their head coach for some time. Josh, what do you think? Chime in on this. Yeah, I think a lot of their picks this year, Sam Womack, he's been very impressive. He had two or three interceptions his first preseason game. He really showcased in that one. Drake Jackson, Caleb talked about him, defensive end. He could be in the rotation as well. He was a top prospect. He really didn't do a lot last year, so he kind of fell down and they got him for free. We'll see if he improves and show his worth like he was a few years ago. Brandon Ayuk, we get to see him finally improve with a quarterback and Trey Lance. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't really utilize him. A lot of the times you saw Brandon Ayuk burning people or beating people on routes, and he wasn't really looked at. And uh, we'll see if he can actually use him this year. I think he's one of the more talented wide receivers in the league if he is used correctly. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, this offensive line, we had a couple of people retire, and we also had a couple of people, I believe, um, can't think of his name right now. Very good left guard. He went to the Jets. They did, they did fill a couple spots there. But um, overall, I, th- I think this is a downgrade personally. Uh, I th- we get to see what happens at the quarterback position. That's going to be the story for the whole year. Obviously, whenever Trey Lance does bad, they'll want Jimmy G in. If Trey Lance is injured, they want Jimmy G, and they don't know why they have Jimmy G the whole year. Uh, it's going to be a big question the whole year. So I think this is a downgrade overall, but I think this is going to be one of the more interesting teams to hear about for the whole season. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just disappointed. I'm, I guess I think with as much talent and as brilliant as Shanahan is, they should be winning maybe more than they do. I don't know. It's a tough division. They're playing against the, the Cardinals. They're playing against the Rams. I get it. Uh, a team that I definitely know are on the downslide <laughs> as we wrap this episode up. Do we even need to talk about them? Seattle Seahawks, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, gone. I'll talk about them. Yeah, I'll talk about them. They've lost a ton of players that make a difference. Bobby Wagner is a Ram. That's huge for the Rams, by the way. Huge. Forgot about that. Yeah, Bobby Wagner's huge for the, the Seahawks. Uh, t- gave him away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Um, tons of players have left this team. The worst thing is they let some of their players go to a team in their division, the 49ers. Seahawks can't do that. There's a, you know, and the Rams. Yeah, you don't send talented people to your division rivals. Coaches lost his mind a long time ago. We all know the strength of this team historically had been Marshawn Lynch back in those days and you know the Legion of Boom, which was headed up by Dan Quinn. And all that has slowly trickled out, and Bobby Wagner was the last part of that regime. They got nothing left, guys. They got nothing left. What do you got? I think saying they got nothing left, they drafted pretty well. They filled a lot of spots they needed to fill. I know it's, I'm smiling and laughing because they're the Seahawks. They're, they're going to be garbage. <laughs> yeah. But I think they drafted They drafted pretty well. They got Charles Cross, offensive lineman, that's going to start. Okay. They got Boye Mafe, defensive end, he's going to start. Kenneth Walker is going to be in the rotation with Rashad Penny. Rashad Payne's on a one-year deal. He'll be out of there after this year. But to, to my point, they lost four offensive linemen. Hear me out. Okay. I'm saying they drafted what they lost. I'm not saying they're going to be great. I'm yeah, saying I, that I it's you. an upgrade in the draft. That's what okay. they needed. They got what they needed. Did I mentioned they lost four defensive ends. Go ahead. Go yes. Ahead. <laughs> Kobe Bryant, C-O-B-Y, the cornerback, yep. will start for them. Tariq Woolen is in the rotation. They got a lot of guys. Bo Melton is in the rotation. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Depends on how bad they are. I know um, DK Metcalf just signed a big contract, so he's going to stick around until he wants to leave. We'll see how long that yeah. takes. Yeah. Um, but as far as quarterback goes, I don't know what the Hades they're doing. They got Geno Smith, <laughs> tanking, Drew Locke. Bro. He's the, the anointed starter for week one. Yeah, for your fantasy guys, he's had over 20 points twice in seven years. So <laughs> good anywhere near. very good quarterback there in Seattle. Yeah, I have a lot to say about the quarterbacks and <laughs> Metcalf and all them going forward. Yeah. But uh, I think the biggest thing, aside from the glaring obvious quarterback position, is the offensive line. They drafted Charles Cross to try and fill Dwayne Brown's spot. They also had Shell 
and the other offensive tackle, he's gone. Both tackles are gone. They were both the best offensive linemen on this team. And Dwayne Brown's been a staple on the offensive line for several years now, and he's just gone for free. So that's been a trend for this team, just letting all their good players go. I know they're older, and they're trying to rebuild. But a rebuild around Pete Carroll at however old he is, 70 years old now, is just not going to work. They got extremely lucky in that draft. I say lucky. They hit on all their picks, I'll say that in that draft while also getting Russell Wilson, and they held that for several years, and Russell Wilson has then held up that team ever since then. So now that Russell Wilson's gone, this team's not going to perform. I think they're the worst team in the league, honestly. Um, They haven't shown anything, and I think their biggest thing is wide receiver, and uh, wide receivers can't be showcased with Geno Smith. So we'll (laughs) see what happens. Yeah, I think they're very obviously by far the worst team in the the league. I think this year – they're going to finish the worst team. I think Pete Carroll gets fired. I think they bring in the new coaching staff, and then they can get the number one overall pick next year, and then we'll see what they can do from there. But this year, they're obviously the worst team in the league. So I'm hearing some dumpster fire awards. Is it going to the Seahawks this year, Caleb? Who who could Ooh. contend for the dumpster fire? Contenders, I think, realistically. I mean, we've talked about Atlanta being on the bottom. Josh said a bottom three team. I think, yeah, Atlanta, Seattle. Oof. I know. No one's really that bad. Seattle's the Bears. Bad. I think the Bears will be down. I there. think you got to put the Falcons up there. So, so we're here in Atlanta, Seattle, Chicago, and, and Chicago. Let's throw this out to our Instagram audience. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, chime in. Tell us of those three teams: uh, Atlanta Falcons, Seattle Seahawks, Chicago Bears. Who will have the worst season? We want to hear from you, our listeners, and our Instagram followers. Yeah, I have a couple more things to talk about with the Seahawks. Yeah. Not the roster, but specifically the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. I want to talk about DK Metcalf. Uh, in 2020 and 2021, he ended the season with 129 targets in both years. But in 2020, he had eight more receptions for 336 more yards. He had five 100-yard games and four additional games of 80-plus yards, and he averaged a touchdown every other game. Now, 2021, we look with injured Russell Wilson and Geno Smith. He had one 100-yard game and 14 games under 66 yards. Mm. Now, I remember the number 66. In the three games without Russell Wilson, he averaged 66 yards per game. If you take away his one 84-yard catch against the Saints, one-on-one man coverage, and he fell over. Um, I'm not going to say that that shouldn't have happened, but if it was incomplete or that it was missed, he would have averaged 37 yards without Russell Wilson in those three games. DK Metcalf has hit 90-plus yards four times in the last 25 games. Mm. He has not been an impressive yards guy. If you had him in fantasy, he's been holding it together by touchdowns. He had 12 <laughs> last year. And uh, we'll talk about touchdowns and yards with the quarterbacks. Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Oh, gosh. They, com- they have a combined <laughs> record as starters. Geno Smith's been in the league a lot longer of 21 wins, 34 losses. Geno Smith, he's been in the league since 2013, has seven games Seven with two or more touchdowns. Seven games with just two or more touchdowns. He has three games with 300 or more yards since 2013. Drew Locke since 2019. Seven games with two or more touchdowns just like Geno Smith. Three games with 300 or more yards just like Geno Smith. And Geno's three starts last year, he had 190 yards per game. That is 28th in the NFL. That is terrible. You (laughs) You look at the teams under him, Ian Book and Trevor Simeon. The Giants, with and without oh Daniel Jones. And Better. then the Bears, rookie quarterback and Andy Dalton, both injured on and off the field. And then, not, we already know what Russell Wilson is. But Russell yeah. Wilson, he throws majority to, on the outside. He throws majority to the big receivers. That's not Geno Smith. DK Metcalf's going to be hurt a lot, obviously. And Russell Wilson has the most end zone attempts over the last four years. So scoring's going to go way down. They're already a bad scoring team. We talked about the offensive line. We're not even throwing 200 yards a game. We're barely throwing two touchdowns a game. I don't know how you're going to compete. And your wide in this receiver division. one's getting under 70 yards. Yeah, and yeah. they just paid him. They just paid him all this money with this quarterback play. Yeah, <laughs> the, the challenge is this is this is a team that had a Baker Mayfield or a Jimmy G available, or a Malik Willis, or Malik Willis. They didn't have or to ask Matt anybody Crow. for that one. He was just there. Yeah. They had upgrades available, or Kenny Pickett, and they went with what they went with, which it's bad, y'all. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's settle it on Instagram. Let's let them decide. Atlanta Falcons, Seattle Seahawks, Chicago Bears. Who will get our Dumpster Fire of the Year award before the season even starts? We always anoint one. Who did we say it was last year? Uh, that was Texans. Uh, we said Texans. We said and Texans. They're pretty good. 
Yeah, Texans and Lions, man, you can't pick on them. (laughs) Considering what we thought they'd be. Yeah, you can't listen. Lovey Smith is changing the culture there. You know, there's a lot to be said for these old ball coaches. You got to you got to give it up for them. You know, Todd Ball's holding it down. Now our coach Dan Campbell, the coach. I'm just gonna start calling him Coach. Forget Belichick. Dan's the coach right now. Because that man, I'd run through a brick wall for that dude, bro. I mean, chewing tobacco and cussing, bro. I don't care. That dude just fires me up. Three toes, one butt cheek. Yeah, what was that one? Three toes, I don't care if you cheek. have one butt cheek and three toes. Yeah. Y'all got to watch Hard Knocks. Did you just see Hard Knocks, Ryan? I haven't. It's out I of this to. world. It is out of this world. The four episodes are gold this year because Dan Campbell's made it worthwhile. So good. So good. Well, guys, that's our AFC wrap-up. Listen, if you want to go back to the previous episode, we did. We, this is the NFC wrap-up. We did the AFC wrap-up the week prior. So we have both of those. Season is upon us. We got a little break. This There's no football this weekend. But the following week, there will be football, which means we will have podcasts all through the regular season, so stay tuned. Also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell a friend and help us spread the word. We've also set up a shop at guyswithouthelmets.com, so if you're interested in getting your own Guys Without Helmet t-shirt, hoodie, things like that, please check us out there. Uh, We also post a weekly video on YouTube, so please stop by and give us a like and subscribe to our channel. And finally, if you want up-to-date information and news as it breaks, follow us on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Guys Without Helmets.